When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Ah, here we go. Friday morning is around again, and it's a beautiful day right across Queensland, and the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Chris Nelson, good morning to you. What a week you have had with all your Stradbroke commitments and shows and all that sort of stuff. No, it's been great. We've had the Stradbroke season radio every day this week. Final episode today or final uh, at uh, 11 o'clock this morning, so between 11 and 12. So looking forward to that. It's been a great week. Plenty going on. Massive day tomorrow. Really looking forward to Eagle Farm. Are you as excited as Tommy Hackett was just then and Paddy is? Yeah. Every, yeah. Well, it's the best time of year. Best time of year. I mean, Magic Millions best is a race. good time, but it is Brisbane-wise, this is this is the time to be here. The Winter Carnival, and this is the pinnacle. The best race in Queensland? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Always has been the best day and the best race. Okay. Well, a little bit later, we'll get your thoughts on the Stratty because uh, – You've confused everyone with regards to who your tip is. I don't even. <laughs> I, I could change it by the time. I know get the that's end of the what show. I, I know because I was listening to you earlier um, on breakfast with myself and Heels, and you rattled off nearly every horse and gave every <laughs> horse a chance to win. And I still don't know that you gave us a tip for the Stradbroke. I probably this didn't. It's just did. such an open race. I don't think such you did. an open race. There's, I wouldn't talk anyone out of any any selection they had. Top three for the week. Top three from last week were. Uh, I've got them written on a different piece of paper, so here we go. Top three from last week were number one, Gypsy Goddess, winning the Oaks for David Van Dyke and Willie Pike from that impossible gate. He managed yeah. to get the job done, didn't he, Willie Pike? That was that was a fantastic event. And I think the emotion with uh, with David Van Dyke post-race, you know, he was in tears. He's not the sort of guy, and you would know, Mark, you've interviewed him many times. He's not the sort of guy that really would tear up at the drop of a hat. And that win obviously meant a lot to him. Very emotional. Uh, so good luck to David Van Dyke and the whole stable and, and Willie Pike. It was a really good effort. So that's number one. Number two, Sammy Collett, another favourite on the show here. She rode her first listed Queensland winner or her first black tight winner in Queensland with Boom Nova winning at Eagle Farm last week. So good luck to Sammy Collett. That was really good to see. And the Gollan Stable with, uh, with Baller, a horse that uh, had two runs this time in, hadn't really done a lot. Uh, they thought long and hard about what to do with the horse. They dropped him back in grade. He's a big, big horse, and we'll speak to Tony shortly, but he's a really big horse, and I'd say he's quite hard to train. But they got him up, they got him running, and there he was winning last Saturday. So full credit to the stable for doing that. Yeah, and I think I read during the week, uh, not the friendliest of horse around Baller. The I'm not sure about It was Baller. something, one of the horses he was talking about. It might have been Baller, might have been We'll find else. out. No, it was one that had a problem with, and I, <laughs> I just slipped my mind, the saddle, the wrong saddle, and was causing problems and making the horse not jump properly out of the gate. Isotope? Might have been isotope um, and not, well, ask Tony. Yeah. And the saddle was wrong and causing pain in the back. They've got rid of that and the horse is now, 
you know, a lot friendlier around the stables. And this oh, is the thing. would make a difference. Well, it's the thing about, you know, when you're dealing with animals, they can't, they can tell you, but they can't tell you. Yeah. And you've got to recognize what they're trying to say and yep. by the way they are reacting, if there's a change in behavior. It might have been isotope, but anyway. Um, sorry, I've forgotten what. No, that's okay. We'll have Tony on shortly. We can yeah. ask him. Now, there are your top three. You've got a, well, it's almost a That's Magic. You can't have a That's Magic for this week because I'm going to have a That's Magic. You're talking if, about I Albion. hope we have time for, yeah. You're talking about Albion Park, Albion last, Park last night. I just want to know Luke if you're back I wonder whether Luke Gatehouse was on the first Did he minute. tip it? No, please. <laughs> last night at Albion Park, race one was won by Hoover. And it paid uh, $132 on the tote for the win, eleven forty for the place, and $101 fixed. You don't see too many greyhounds winning at those odds. Yeah, and a one by two one-hundredths of a second, I Did think. It? It, was, yeah, it was a photo, 30.97, and second was 30.99. <laughs> uh, so there was not much in it as at all. So it would have been a photo. Imagine hanging on the photo when you might have had a lazy 10 oh. on something at 130 to 1. Oh, it would not be pleasant at all. Yeah, that was a, it, it gets up. That was, a, that was a good result. You don't see that very often, so... Excellent. And do you have some news on Andrew Mellon? Well, I do, but I'm just searching for it. I'll have to come back to that in a moment. I'm searching for it on the uh, net. I had it yesterday. I should have taken okay. a photo of it, but should we'll get have, back to that. You should have taken it. Barrier draw for the Stradbroke uh, was done on Tuesday night in Brisbane at King George Square. And uh, we know that a lot of the uh, the horses came up with some pretty weird and wonderful gates. Many so, of the main chances uh, drew very poorly. Is it a lot easier for the Wizard from the West to get Gypsy Goddess from 18 across to the fence than it would be for who's uh, alligator blood, for yep. example, to get across from the 1400 start. Definitely. Cause the, right. the Oaks is a 2200 meter race. So he goes sort of out the back and he's got plenty of time to get across. Alligator blood's got, got no time. They, they, they have to have a plan with alligator blood and that plan will be to go forward from out there. Tim Clark rides. He's a front running jockey. Waterhouse spot stable. They like they their horses to go lead. forward. Yep. 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 So there's no, and the horse is a go forward horse. So he's not going back. He's going forward. Well, one man that's going to be extremely busy tomorrow, as always very busy, but always very generous with his time, is Tony Gollan. He's going to join us a little bit later. Rob Heathcote, the um, yeah. mixed foursomes champion at Pink and Bar Private. <laughs> you can talk we'll to him about the good, the big goodbye. I'm sure you will. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm asking where our check is. We haven't got any money yet. So, really? Yeah. Yeah, a bit disappointing, but anyway. Um, yeah, no, Rob Heathcote will be joining us a little bit later. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit excited about how that's magic for this week. So there, no just clues? Excited. No, no clues. No clues. We'll take a break here on the Punters, mate, on this Friday morning. It's all thanks to the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season. It's where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is the Punters, mate, on SEN. Yeah, Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson on this Friday morning. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. You found that uh, uh, news update on Andrew Malley, and we'll do that a little bit later, but uh, Tony Gollan is joining us and always so generous with his time. Very busy before Stradbroke Day, no doubt. Tony, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, guys. Mate, uh, we've got Chris Nelson extremely excited. Even Heels was excited this morning. Paddy's that excited he's taken the day off. Uh, Tommy Hackett was very excited. How excited are you heading into Stradbroke Day? Biggest day in Queensland racing. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great day. It's like the pinnacle of our, of our winter carnival, for sure and certain. So weather looks good, track looks good, everything everything seems to be in order. Tony, just go back to uh, to last week. Congratulations on uh, the win on Baller, third up. I know his form hadn't been great this time in. You dropped him in grade. But I get every impression from what I hear you say on the TV. He's not the easiest horse to train. He's a big horse. Is that right? Yeah, he's, he's a really big horse, and we haven't got 
you know, great a great set of front feet for the size of the animal he is. And so it makes, makes getting him fit that little bit trickier. Um, and obviously we haven't had a great, you know, build up to be able to get horses fit here in in in, uh, in our late time with all the wet weather that we had. So a lot of horses were like him you know, just on the on the back foot of touch and once he fully got fit after those two runs and we were able to keep him nice and sound, he you saw the, the right sort of ball on Saturday. Now he goes to the Healy, the uh, the Ian Healy, W J Ian Healy stakes uh, in a few weeks time. Does Garibaldi go there as well? Yeah he does. Yeah Garibaldi goes there as well. He he'll go there. Okay. They both get it three weeks between runs, which is ideal, really. All righty. Now, we move on to tomorrow. You've got four runners, four very, very important runners. We'll kick it off with the main one. That, of course, is Isotope. Going around in the Stradbroke, uh, I saw during the week, you, she may have had an issue there chiropractically, but I don't even know if that's a word. But uh, you've had some extra work done on her, and she seems to have turned the corner. Is that right? Yeah, just a couple of little, little, little niggles there, just at the base of the wither and along her back. You know, her back is something we work with all the time with her. She's that, that sort of feeling. Like, you know, none of the horses are, uh, are normally completely smooth. So there's always a little bit of, you know, niggles here and there you've got to treat. And so that, that, that's standard for her. But she's a little bit of pain at the base of the wither where the saddle goes on and we are able to get all that out of her. And she's a bit like baller, to be honest. She has, she's got uh, good limbs, et cetera, but she's taking a few runs to get her fully fit. And she just seems a, a different beast this last fortnight. She really seems to be on top of her game and, I feel the last 10 days is, is by far the best I've had of this preparation. So she seems to be peaking up nicely in the prep. And it certainly helps to have drawn a decent gate for a change. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, she doesn't know what it's like to draw a good good draw of late with this mare. And I firmly believe we've got a spot on that we can actually make use of that barrier. That's something I've been a little bit critical of her on, particularly her last run. She stepped away quite okay, but wasn't tactically able to hold a spot. Where off that inside draw tomorrow, I feel the condition that she's in, the way that she feels... Um, I keep going back to Baller. She should be able to tactically hold a position like he did last week. Go back to race four, the gun sinned over the mile. You're dropping Ashgrove back in distance off a freshen up. I've got a sneaky yeah. suspicion this horse is going to run a big race. Yeah, it's, I it's a pretty even bunch of three-year-olds, really. I mean, he was you know, on that route out towards possibly a derby, although I was never properly confident that he was going to get the trip. I kind of really like him at the mile. Um, I love that low draw tomorrow. We can just tuck in with a bit of cover. We sort of had a chance our arm a bit from a wide draw the other day, and it really, really backfired badly on us, to be honest. He was, he was terribly great to right up on top of the speed with no cover, and never really relaxed for Jamie. So tomorrow with a little bit of cover just in behind the speed, I think they're a pretty even bunch, and I think he's over the odds, and he can run really, really well. Uh, Jamie jumps on mass destruction in the uh, Hinkler race number five, finally gets a good track. Yeah, he does. It, it's a big thing for him, like you see him. He had to have those runs on, on the wet just to keep him up to the mark. I didn't want to run him at Dooman the other day on that Monday meeting, but I was forced to. So I'd have him spot on for this race today, and that's what we've done. And he's in really good order for tomorrow's race. Sorry, he's in great shape. The barrier's a little bit tricky. She's going to have to give him a bit of a ride from out there, but, look, she, she's pretty good at doing that. So ridden with a little bit of patience and a little bit of cover, he, he can really hit the line good this horse. He particularly likes this surface. He loves getting up right up on top of tracks. In the final race, the Dane Ripper, you've got uh, Salatine going around the mare. Now, I thought she was... I don't think she's really put in a bad run since she's, uh, since she's joined your stable. Uh, Naj, Marty, I'm just a little bit worried about not being as fresh. I think I'm going to gravitate back to, to Salatine. Can you give me a good push there? Yeah, I can. I, I, when I first saw the race when the fields come out, Chris, I was a little bit concerned by that barrier. And the more I went through and sort of had a look at the way the race sort of shapes up, I'm not too worried. A lot of that pressure's drawn out wide. I, I wish... Fashion Al had a stadium. I see it scratched already, which yep. 
a little bit annoying. I prefer it to have stayed in. It's more pressure from out wide. But I think she finds that spot, you know, fourth or fifth with a little bit of cover without a whole lot of trouble from that wide draw. So provided she gets that right run, which I think she will get, I, I can't see why she wouldn't race well. Her two previous worst runs for me were at Eagle Farm, but they were in the summer. And it's a different beast, this track, when it's racing in the winter like this, where, you know, the moisture does certainly stay in the track that little bit longer. So the summer track just got a little bit too firm for her. Uh, she's got a brilliant Dooman record. We're very happy with her, her recent runs at, at Eagle Farm the other day. I thought it would give us pretty good, pretty good heart for tomorrow's race. Now, a horse that you've got in your stable that isn't racing tomorrow that I'd just like to ask you about, Sir William Bruce. Is this the first <laughs> import you've had? Oh, no, not really. I've, I've had some years ago um, for, for John Hazel. We, we trained a few French horse for him. and So we have had a couple. And we've got, actually, we bought a couple of yearlings over there a few years back on Joy. You would have seen him win the midweek maiden yep. a little while ago. A lot. We bought him out of France. So it's not our first one, but he's, he's certainly... You know, one of the more high-profile ones, this bloke, he's a stallion by Galileo that Aidan O'Brien trained and didn't really know what we were going to do with him when we got him here. They're, they're certainly a different beast to train and he, he's certainly getting used to our way of doing things. But I couldn't be more pleased with the way this horse has turned things around. Just in himself in the stable in the last six to seven weeks. He's had a very unorthodox prep with all the wet weather. He missed a, a lot of jump-outs and trials, but he really started to come to the party. I thought his first up run was great. Yeah. The mile's probably still a little bit too short for him, but... Just trying to place him in the right sort of races. But he's a horse once he gets out past that 2,000, you'll see a lot of him in Saturday racing. So where, what's your aim with him? What's the end goal with him? Is it a cup of some sort? Yeah, I've got no real sort of goal at the moment for this prep. Most of these imports, and like I, I don't know a whole bunch about them. The other ones I've had previously, apart from the yearling, um, they come to me through other stables. But normally you give them a few runs, tip them out, and next preparation they adapt that little bit better to the way we do things over here. So, look, I'm, I'm hopeful this time next year, you know, you might see him in a, in a Brisbane Cup, something yeah. like that. You know, that's sort of, that's probably what I'm thinking this time next year. And, you know, if he's not there, maybe he's an Ipswich Cup, Flandre Cup sort of horse. So, this, this time in, it's just about acclimatising him, getting used to, you know, Australian racing. And then I think this time next year, hopefully you'll see him in some of those cup races. Tony, thanks very much for your time, mate. All the best tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Have Good a great day on Shredbroke Day. It looks like it's been a bumper. Yeah, yeah you too. It's going to be a cracker. And uh, the timing is perfect half time in the Titan South. So I'll be caught on that game. And it's a 3.53, the Stradbroke. So it was last year. I'm sure last year, Stradbroke Day um, was a Titans game that we were calling down at Seabar Super Stadium. And uh, I'm sure it was last year watching on the on Gary Belcher's phone, uh, the Stradbroke in the half time. We took, tried to time it for a half time commercial break for us to watch the Straddy. I'm sure that was last year. I think I'm it sure. was. I, I think I was dreaming. I do remember you saying that. Yeah. Anyway. Now, Andrew Mallion, what's the latest? Oh, Andrew Mallion, go back to my phone, find this information here. Andrew Mallion, of course, had the fall last Friday at the Sunshine Coast. It was a nasty-looking fall. Uh, he remains in the Sunshine Coast Base Hospital. Injuries, a punctured lung, fractured ribs, some ligament damage in the spinal column, however, cleared of major damage in that area, and he's actually sitting up has to wear a neck collar for about six weeks. So uh, very, very painful. Now, thoughts to Andrew Mellion and his family. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse from yep. what you were saying. I haven't seen the fall, but no fall's good, but that no. sounds like it was a oh, It was very tight. Fall. He was on a horse called Bulloo for Stuart Kendrick, and he's racing very tight near the home turn and just wasn't enough room, obviously, to come through. Clipped heels by the look of it because I did watch the race and, yeah, went down. Okay, so the good news is that uh, no serious injury, but he's going to be uncomfortable for yeah. a couple of months and uh, we'll be back riding. You would think uh, 
maybe in the summer. Uh, a few months off for Andrew Mellion Definitely. at the very, very least. Now, the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. A break and back with more on The Punter's Mate. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Rob Heathcote will join us after 9 o'clock. Racing today is at Gatton uh, for the Thoroughbreds. Harness Racing Albion Park and Greyhounds for Ipswich and Townsville. Tomorrow, big day Saturday. Obviously, Straddy Day at Eagle Farm. We've got Ackles Park, Gold Coast, Toowoomba, Townsville, Moranbar, Buckalden, Injun, Gainder and Richmond. And then Harness at Albion Park and Greyhounds at Ipswich. Sunday, Sunny Coast, Cunnamulla for the Thoroughbreds, Redcliffe for Harness and Albion Park and uh, Capalabar for the Not Greyhounds. as yet. You don't know what you're missing. Will I ever get there? You don't know it. You won't. You don't know what you're missing. I, I'll, Where is it again? Capalabar. Yeah. It's out in Redland Bay way, out on the way to Wynnum, maybe past. No, it's, yeah, it's out Redlands. It's in on the way to Stratty, basically. So And Redlands isn't Redcliffe. No. I always no. get mixed up. Yeah, Redlands is not Redcliffe. No. Two separate regions. Redcliffe's area. close-ish. To you, mm. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, Capella Bar's out, uh, Redlands, Winnemway, yep. Now, we might do follow Feld or Forgive here because yes. I, I'm looking forward to My That's Magic, which you will poo-poo when I play it anyway. <laughs> so thanks to Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility, follow Fold or Forgive, Chase and Artie. He was a terrific run last week in the Phoenix behind political debate, sharp and smart and ringmaster. He clocked in fourth. Gee, if he hadn't have got some, uh, well, if he had have got clear air in the straight late, he would have finished in the placings for sure. Very, very good run for Chase and Artie. Uh, he's not in any of the big races this week. Uh, there's an 1,800-metre race at Eagle Farm Saturday week, two weeks tomorrow. I've got a feeling he might turn up in that. So Chase and Artie is one to follow going forward. Definite, definite follow. Bazeek. Bazik, outstanding run. Bazik comes out of the uh, the Bill Carter last week, 1,200 metres. One of Tony Gollins, I should have asked him about Bazik, only had the two starts, one a maiden at the Sunny Coast on debut. This second was good because she had to do a lot of work early to get across from the gate, get on the fence or get outside the lead, sorry, and then she stuck on so well in the straight. The only horse that beat her home was the winner, Stroll, from the O'Day Hoisted Yard, who looks a promising type heading towards the Magic Millions uh, three-year-old guineas in uh, January. So Bazik, Big, big follow, but I can tell you she has gone for a spell. Okay. Shooting for gold. Well, look, he's done me in again, shooting for gold. Uh, he should have won that race last week. He missed the start a couple of lengths. He read when the gates opened, gave them way too much start, charged home into fourth spot. He's just one of those horses. He gets back. He runs on. He needs everything to go his way, and when it doesn't, he's a hard luck story. But we will follow him because I think there's a win in store for him this prep. Oh, did you see that incident during the week? Speaking about uh, reared in the gates, I can't. I think it might have been at Ascot, and one of the leading international jockeys that's come over here, and uh, maybe is it William Buick or one of yeah, those? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he was riding for Godolphin, and in the inside barrier, and the horse in the barrier next to him has just flung its head and just clocked him in the face. The jockey. The jockey. Wow. Right, just clocked him in the face. Yep. And he's obviously staggered, and they've let him go, and. Luckily, he wasn't in the irons or anything. He stayed in the barrier, the jockey, when the ho- and the horse took off. I hope that was declared a late scratching. It was. <laughs> but the point being, imagine if he was concussed. Yeah. And he's still hanging on. And, and the horse Getting went. taken around the course. Wow. If you get a chance to have a look at it or Google that. it, yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, 
Wow. And the, and the guy, he got a, an almighty whack too. Very interesting. Anyway, we're going to take a break because other side of the break, we're going to speak to Rob Heathcote. When I say a break, stations join us from around the country after nine o'clock. So we'll be back in around 30 seconds from now to chat with Rob Heathcote. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. And a very good morning and welcome to all those stations joining us right around the country for the second half hour of The Punters, Mate. For those that have been here for the first half hour, we've had a chat with Tony Gollum. We've had... We've we've done Follow, Fold or Forgive a little bit early this week because I'm going to do... Uh, that's magic. I don't normally do it, but I did. We, we had a cracking one during the week, so I Tell found what, it, ran uh, a really good one. You're really pumping this up. I know, and you, you're gonna, you are going to you morning. are going to poo poo it. I know because what? that's what you do. Oh, that's what you Mr. do, Mr. Negative. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 And this is the biggest weekend, the biggest race day in Queensland. This is Queensland's Melbourne Cup day. It's Sydney's. It what would we say? Golden Slipper ahead of the Yeah, Golden the Slipper, Eagle. Derby Day. Yeah, yeah one of those. Yeah. Everest Day. Everest We've got a few day, down there yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So this is our biggest day of racing in Queensland it and is. one that everyone is looking forward to it and potentially one of the most wide open Stradbrokes that we've we've seen in a long time. It is very, very wide open. You could make a case for every horse in the race, really. There's which nothing you did there. earlier. Yeah, yep. I have. I, I don't know which way to go. When I get to uh, doing my weekend forecast later in the show, you'll see that I really don't have... Um, and look, speaking to people last night, the Calcutta, everyone's in the same boat. No one can really get a handle and nail one down. They're very keen on. Well, Rob Heathcote has three horses in the race, and he's good enough to give us some time this morning on a very busy day. G'day, mate. How are you? Morning. Uh, how are you heading into the biggest day of racing in Queensland? No, I'm fine. Look, I've got three, not only three in the straight race, but you could make a case, as Chris was just saying, you could make a case for, for my three as, as well as a dozen others. It is indeed a very, very open straight break this year. Rob, uh, you've got three in the big race. So let's start off with uh, Rothfire. He's coming along nicely. There's no doubt about that. But, gee, the barrier just doesn't help his chances. Not not as drastic as, as one would think, Chris, because, look... <laughs> I'm going to sound crazy. I prefer Barrier 20 than 1. Mm. Because the 1,400-metre start, it affords 400 metres on the big, wide-open, roomy track before they hit the turning circle. Rothfire's got excellent barrier speed. Um, he, Tommy Berry can decide how quickly he wants to go because he doesn't have to soak him out the barriers. You go back his last three runs, Jimmy went too quick on him on the in the victory stakes. He was, you know, nearly four lengths clear at the six hundred. Then he didn't. Then he wasn't suited by the track conditions for the the Doom and Ten Thousand. Then the other day they walked in front, and whilst I was happy to take the trail, I, I think he had to wrestle him a little bit too much to get him back in behind. Well, that's not going to happen in this race tomorrow. I think Tommy's going to come out and let Rothfire be Rothfire. That's a, a, a free running. Smooth rhythm style of racehorse, and that's what we've got to do. So Tommy can make the decision on on what um, uh, the horse of Mar- Maroney's is going to do, 
uh, Apache Chase how how fast it wants to go, and then Tommy can decide, go to the lead, sit outside the lead, or take the trail. It, it just opens the options a bit, I feel. Yeah, I've got him on the map sitting probably 1-1, one, one, so hopefully it does work out that way. <laughs> that would be perfect for you, Rob. Uh, how is the horse going himself? Is he at, at his very best this prep? Look, I, I think he is, yes, at his very best this prep. The question put to me the other day, is he as good as he's ever been? I don't think he ever will be because of the extent of the you know traumatic orthopedic injury he suffered. But I think he's as good as what we've had in this preparation. This is indeed his grand final. This is what we've set him up for. And, you know, the the signs were very positive in the Kingsford Smith. He's only been beaten, you know, 0.3, 0.4 of a length or something. He was still strong through the line. But I feel fitness-wise, I can't get him any fitter. And I've had to basically use the races, this preparation, to to get to this level of fitness because that's simply how I have to train in these days. We'll move on to uh, Emerald Kingdom. Now, map-wise here, beautiful gate for Emerald Kingdom, either behind the leader or maybe another pair back the fence. Uh, you'd be happy with that draw? Oh, I'm delighted with it because not only does he is he drawn soft, but he's got Apache Chase right there and he trailed Apache Chase up at Rockhampton and managed to get him down late. Now, whether or not... Jimmy went too slow or too fast or too early or too late, whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, they met at level weights and he beat him. Now, whether or not that's going to happen over 1,400 metres, but in this version, in the in the, annual, uh, the Stradbroke last year, he got beat 1.8 lengths mm. behind Tofano. You could argue it was the stronger Stradbroke than this year. I feel he's going better than what he was last year. Uh, and I think the Archer result proved that. There were some good horses in the Archer. It was a very strong race. And uh, he was powerful through the line over 1,300. And I feel 1,400 is probably his pet distance. So 54.5 kilos, if he can get a right run, Karen McAvoy on top. He's got a good record at Eagle Farm. He's a better chance than his, his price reflects, I feel. Now, the Philly star Tontes. Now, you know she's one of my favourites. I've been with her the last couple of starts. I've got a theory here, Rob, but I'm sure you'll tell me if I'm wrong. Um, I, I just want her to get to the outside with an unimpeded run. Both starts this prep, I felt the jockey's gone looking for runs between rivals, and it just doesn't suit her. How do you feel? 100%. That's exactly what I said to Taylor Marshall. We've had that discussion so many times. I said, Taylor, I see it week in, week out. Riders back in the field go looking for runs. Don't. Mm. Let the runs come to you. You must keep the horse in rhythm. You must keep the horse in a smooth galloping motion. When you start pulling left and checking and pulling right, you lose your momentum. So the plan's going to be to try and track uh, maybe law of indices with James McDonald on, uh, maybe even Soxagon. You know, one of the horses that you expect to be running on strongly and finishing off, just jump on the back of it. Yep. Let, let someone else do the donkey work and just trail them through because with 50 kilos and the quality of her finishing sprint, you know, you could make a case that she's a genuine chance depending on the tempo. But she just, and it's not so much good luck, Chris, it's more no bad luck. Yep. There's no bad luck, a clear crack at them, and she can be in the finish. Is she going as well as she was earlier in the year when she ran that uh, close second? I still don't want to talk about it in that group one behind Hinged. Yeah, I, I feel so. 
we we do her work at home, her appearance. She, she's glowing in the coat. You know, she's not a big girl. We know that, but she's going as good as ever. She's just had no bloody luck. Yeah, <laughs> simple as that. And yeah. and Jamie Carr put it this way: she had no hesitation in saying to me after the Fred Best, "If I'd got the run when I needed it." I go close to winning. That's the feel she gave me, and she was going to ride her in the Dane Ripper had we not got a run in the Stradbroke. So there was a level of confidence from Jamie. We just need, you know, that element of luck on Saturday. Well, Rob, Chris earlier with Patton Heels went through and confused us all because he gave everything a chance. Uh, Patty's away, by the way. I did the show with Heels this morning. And now you've, um, your three, I'm sort of thinking, wow, all three can win as well. So I'm, I'm none the wiser, but I'm a little bit more confident. I do like a chat about Emerald Kingdom. But as one of your owners now, Rob, Heels has been away. He's our racing manager, and we were delighted with the big goodbyes win a couple of weeks ago. Um, Heels hasn't been in touch like we asked him to as our racing manager. Can you give um, us owners an update on our horse, the big goodbye? Yeah, he was he was fantastic, and that was again a good quality race at Dooman, and he, his win was emphatic. And in fact, you may have noticed earlier in the week, I even nominated him for the Hinkler, uh, a listed race, which was a huge leap in in class. So, but you know, common sense prevailed because he would have gone into the Hinkler tomorrow, receiving three or four kilos off horses on handicap. He should should get ten or eleven or twelve kilos. So. We've been prudent and we're going to race at Ipswich next Saturday. There's an 1,100-metre class six at Ipswich. Uh, He's raced really well. Really well there in the pay. It's a hundred thousand dollar race too, so you might be able to buy a mum something. <laughs> well, Heels wants to know when we get a check for last week. Uh, already, well, Rob doesn't look after but, that. I know he doesn't look after. <laughs> oh, that. No, that's I know he doesn't. Mind. I know that's that's he doesn't look mind. after that. But Heels is all over that. Don't worry about it. No, they're already getting the four X cans. My daughter and son-in-law live behind the track there, um, uh, Rob. So that's why uh, uh, Chris was asking about that. So they're already putting all the marquees and everything up out for Ipswich. A big weekend uh, at Ipswich next week, mate. So. Uh, Congratulations on your year so far and the big goodbye. Good luck tomorrow. Now, every time we talk to you, I want to know how preparations are going for Mr. and Mrs. Heathcote to defend the mixed foursomes at Pink and Bar Private. How are you going? Well, I actually had my first hit of golf yesterday in six weeks, which is rare for me because I do love my golf mm. and I've just been too busy. It's just been frantic with, with the carnival, the build-up, the lead-up, so I've just pretty much worked every day and Yesterday, a couple of mates dragged me over to um, over to uh, RQ, and and I hit it pretty good actually. Oh. I, I played okay, Peach. Well yeah. done. Well, good so off. when is the championships coming? When do you defend your title? Oh, I'm not sure. Sometimes, you know, oh. later in the winter as we're closer to spring. So, okay. uh, get our name right up on. Again. Yeah, let's see if we can do that. <laughs> I haven't played for a few weeks. Back and rain of my problem, not necessarily here working as hard as you, mate. Good luck tomorrow. Great to chat again. Always, lads. All the best. See you, mate. Thanks, Rob. Oh, the big goodbye next week. We'll keep an eye Ipswich on that. Ipswich Cup. Day. I wonder, would you get, we go in the draw to get in the in the um, owner's area at Ipswich? Yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, it's a nightmare getting the park out there. Because they blocked that. They blocked my daughter's street off, and it's a monster. All the though. buses park in there now. It's a bit of a it's a bit of an issue actually for the locals because um, there's no security or anything. People are walking into properties and everything. Seriously. Really? Oh yeah, it's not good. My daughter's already been on the phone to Ipswich and saying we can't go through what we went through last really? year. People, yeah, using basically Chris and I don't mean to bring it out, using their yard as a, a bathroom. Thoroughfare. No, it was a oh, bathroom. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, it's not good at all. Anyway. 
Don't want to bring it down, but there you go. No. The big goodbye. I'll be keeping an eye on that tomorrow, uh, next week, that's for sure. We're about to have a break here on the punters, mate. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season. It's where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson on this Friday morning. Time now to get the latest betting markets with Scott Cross from CrossBet. Remember, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Morning, Scott. How are you? Very well. Good morning to you both. Now, I'm going to blow my own trumpet here because Chris Nelson would never do it. As exclusively (laughs) revealed with our CrossBet cross last week with Scott, I said, quote, Queensland is great value. And I reckon you certainly did. I reckon they'll win. Thank you. I don't Scott. remember that. And, Thank you, Scott. And 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 win they did. I was actually watching the game down there. I went uh, to Homebush, and it was fantastic to watch live. Yeah, it was a, a terrific win by Queensland, and once again, they are always the outsider. And I just felt they were going to be good, and they were. So anyway, that was last week. That's my little tick there, Chris. Thank you for your support. And anytime. I knew Scott would be the, I knew Scott would be the only one that would give me that. Now we've got some cracking games this week, mate. Uh, starting tonight, the Cowboys and the Dragons. Yeah, Cowboys at home, a dollar twenty against St George at four dollars fifty. Look, the Cowboys' defence is just red hot. It mm-hmm. continues to be fantastic. The line's twelve and a half. I'm even comfortable to say the Cowboys at home should even cover the line. I think uh, the Cowboys get this done and get it done quite easily. Titans and Souths tomorrow at Seabus Stadium. Uh, we'll be calling that game here on SEN. Myself, Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler. Yeah, different uh, different story here, almost the invoice. Uh, the, the opposite, sorry. Uh, Titans are $3.10. Souths are $1.37. Uh, be pretty hard to tip against the Bunnies in this one. The line's 7.5, but I think at $1.37, Souths should, uh, should probably take this one easily as well. Now, on a very – I can't remember – I'm sure it may have happened before, but I can't remember it happening too often and may not have. Uh, the Titans are at 3 o'clock. Then you can get in the car if you've been down there on the train, most probably the easiest way, straight back to Brisbane to watch the Broncos take on the Raiders, Raiders at Suncorp, and this should be a cracker. Yeah, this uh, this should be a close game. The odds are probably a little bit further apart than I would think. Broncos are $1.50. Uh, the Raiders are at $2.60. Less than a try in it. The line's five and a half. Uh, I think this would be a very, very good game to watch. I'm excited for it. Probably the batch of the round. Yeah, you, m- you might be right. Lions and St Kilda also Saturday night. So we've got all our four Queensland footy teams playing in Queensland this weekend. Yeah, it is a sport fest this weekend. Uh, Lions at home once again, very, very difficult to beat. A dollar thirty-three versus St Kilda at three dollars twenty-five. I just think it's too big a ask for St Kilda to beat the Lions at home. And how do you separate everything in the Stradbroke? Where's the oh, money, Scott? Yeah. Where is it? Well, I I have been looking and trying to do my own form, which isn't really the best. It is scattered. Uh, yeah. It's probably no surprise that the money is scattered. Look. The favourite is 11-11 with uh, Huey Bowman on board. There's been money for Apache Chase, also money for the fan favourite Alligator Blood. However, what's interesting, I was reading 23 of the last 29 Stradbroke winners have carried less than 54.5 kilos. And if we look down that end of the market, funnily enough, the market mover is Frankie Pino, opened at 61s into 30. But at that weight, I like the look of isotopes. 
ran well at uh, the Kingston Smith and out to fourteen hundred. I think uh, I'm going to pick Isotopes. Uh, isotope at twelve dollars, but once again, it's a big field and hard to pick. Well, Tony Gollan was on the show earlier, and he did give us a good push for Isotope, so you might be on the right train there. Yeah, and so did um, Rob Heathcote for Emerald Kingdom. He spoke at, yeah. at odds. He spoke up Emerald Kingdom. I'm not suggesting Emerald King, Emerald Kingdom would win, but he did point out that it beat Apache Chase home in the Archer, um, and at, when they were carrying the same weight, carrying less weight this time. And uh, anyway, I'm just throwing that in there. Yeah. Question yeah, it'd be interesting to, that he's that he's tipped it over Rothfire because what's Rothfire's fifteen dollars and Emerald Kingdom looking here is is forty one, so definitely some value there. Oh, yeah. Matty, he, he was confident in all three. So yeah. Star it'll be a one. trifecta as well for Rob. But yeah, now he, I'd say, Chris, did you think out of the three that um, that he was uh, not bullish? I wouldn't say that, but sneaky about Emerald Kingdom. Well, I think the thing about Emerald Kingdom is you know where he's going to be in the run, right behind the leader. So he gets a good run in every chance, and he's he's going obviously on that Archer race. Yep. Beaten Apache Chase, and Apache Chase is a lot shorter in the market than Emerald mm. Kingdom. Anyway. Should it be? Yep. Who knows? Anyway. Uh, question without notice, Scott. Uh, the oh, race yeah. before, the, the Group 1 Atkins, very, very interesting race. She's a belter, political debate, sharp and smart. Is there money for any of them? Uh, political debate, yes, there is money for political debate at 460. Who else did you mention, sorry? Sharp and smart, and she's a belter. Well, yeah, Sharp and Smart's the favourite at 4.20. Uh, and there's some money for She's a Belter as well. So, yep, uh, all in the money. Uh, Sharp and Smart has opened its 4.80s into 4.20 at the moment. It is currently the favourite. There you go, mate. Good on you. Have a great weekend. We'll talk next week. Take care. All the best. There he is, Scott Cross from CrossBet. Remember, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Now, before your weekend forecast, mm-hmm. I thought we'd do That's Magic and... Hopefully, we haven't done it for a while. Hopefully, Brixie's been able to find our wonderful, wonderful, no expense spared intro to That's Magic. Oh, ho, ho, it's magic, you know. Never believe it's not so. It's magic. Now, it's a, That's Magic with a little bit of a difference. Um, now, yesterday morning on Breakfast with Patton Heels, we speak to Luke Gatehouse, one of our great mates here on SEN Track, who uh, is in charge of the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club. And, of course, last week was their 50th birthday celebrations of mm-hmm. racing for the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club that started at the Gabba, of course, and is now at Albion Park. And they had a massive, massive night last Thursday night. And Luke updated us on the events. And one of the big things, they had rides, they had the Finn Brothers Tribute Band, and they also gave away a car last mm-hmm. Thursday night at Albion Park. And, and Luke updated us on what actually happened. Off the track uh, was culminated by the win of the new car. Uh, and the luckiest bloke in Australia won it, a man by the name of Matthew Hilbron. You might remember me telling the story about the, the $100 multi that got turned into $48,000 last year. Yeah. Uh, that was him. Oh, you go. <laughs> no, then he won the car. Yeah. Then he won the car, and then he turns up. Turns up Monday night. We do one meat tray on a Monday night. Guess who won the oh, meat tray? <laughs> <laughs> I hope he gave it back. <laughs> no, he didn't. It was a. It was a very unpopular victory. I can see. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. How tinny is that? That's magic. Is that not magic? That is magic. That's a good one. I a, like that. $100 multi into 48 grand last year. <laughs> he goes to Albion Park on Thursday night and wins a car. And it's a, it was not a cheap, and no cars are cheap, no. but it was, a brand, it was a new car. And then he rocks up Monday night, one meat tray in the raffle. Not multiple meat trays, one meat tray. 
And he wins the meat tray. He should be banned now. He's won well, enough. You can't win any. You've got to give someone else a chance, well, surely. Well, but as Paddy said, he surely, dona- surely donated it back. But no, I hope he so. kept it. No, so he didn't. He kept it. Yeah. That's a bit rough. And so Luke actually named him there too. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. Yeah, yeah I'll pay that. Yep. No, I wouldn't poo-poo that at all. That's yeah. very good. So I just thought that's magic. I thought, there you go. How good is that? That is, that is magic. Yeah, that's good. So there you go. <laughs> like oh, okay, that. so you're happy. Oh, yeah. Righto. Righto. Always happy. Weekend forecast. All right. Eagle Farm tomorrow. Tough day, as we know. However, these are the ones I'm going with. Race three, number four, Sweet Thomas in the Brisbane Cup. Go back and have a look at the video of Sweet Thomas's last run. If it wasn't the best thing beaten you've ever seen, then you're not watching closely enough. Should have won that race. Gets to two miles tomorrow. Has won twice at the two miles already. So a lot in his favour there. You can back him confidently each way at around 5 or $6. Number four, Sweet Thomas. Race number five, Tycoonist and Blondo, the two Waller runners. Uh, Tycoonist is an emergency for the Stradbroke. I don't think it'll get a run there. If it had got a run, I gave it a decent chance because that last start performance was very good. Another horse that didn't get a lot of luck in the run. Finished off quite okay in restricted room, was still making ground. That's a good sign. So Tycoonist dropping back in grade to that Hinkler. Race five, I think, will run very well. Race six, Huetor, the horse that beat uh, Maximal and Zaki in the Doombin Cup. I think he's just starting to come good now. His previous start in the uh, Hollandale at the Gold Coast, it was just an even sort of run. Uh, he didn't really do a lot there, but he went to Dooman, stepped up in distance, got himself onto a good track, and that all made the difference. Uh, he was very, very dominant there at the end. So he goes up an extra 100 metres to the Q22 tomorrow, Mark, uh, and I think he'll be very hard to beat. I think if he takes uh, the same sort of improvement or anything near the same sort of improvement between those last two runs into tomorrow, he wins. Race seven is the Atkins, the group one. She's a belter, political debate, sharp and smart. They're the three, political debate and sharp and smart come out of the Phoenix last week. Sharp and smart was only an inch off political debate and I think can turn the tables on that one. But I think that uh, She's a belter, number 16, can turn turn the tables but beat both of them. Very impressive winning the uh, size, coming from well back in the field for Willie Pike. Extra 200 metres, just looks perfectly suited for mine. It's around $5. So she's a belter. Rounds out the top four in the uh, Stradbroke. Well, I'll just give me a dart board and a dart and we'll put all the names up there and that's probably the best chance I've got. 11-11 I'll go well, that's with. unprofessional. I'll go with 11-11. But uh, as everyone is, I haven't met anybody yet who hasn't said, wow, this is one of the most open we've had. I might have a sneaky... Emerald Kingdom. Place bet on Emerald Kingdom. <laughs> hey, well, why not? What, what, what Scott say? It was paying 11 for the place, was it? I think it was, yeah. 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 So, mind you, if if you've got no idea, might as well. Yeah, as I said, you could make a case for every single horse in the race. If the complete outsider of the field won, I wouldn't be the least surprised. Luck's going to play a massive role in that race. With uh, We don't know tactics early, who's going forward. We know a couple of them that are definitely going forward, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some of those others drawn wide gates, don't want to be stuck out, and they push on. Alligator Blood is probably the wild card. He could make it a really fast run race. Love to see Steph win it. Yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it, for a Godolphin? Yeah. It'd be fantastic. What a uh, what a wedding present that'd be. Yeah, um, it would be wonderful for her. Now, at the moment, it's a good four. Yeah. Do you reckon it'll get even better than yep. a good four? I think it'll get to a good three later in the afternoon. I really yeah. do. I mean, they can't water it during the day. They can water it in the morning. I think it's up until 8, 8 a.m. or something like that. They can't mm. put any water on after that. Uh, and I think it will dry out further during the afternoon. Look, there's, there's no rain forecast for those outside of Queensland. It is crystal clear blue skies after all the rain we've had. And 
quite chilly for Queensland. Uh, da- down Brisbane Airport this morning was two. Yeah. Two yeah. degrees. So for those living down south that think that we whinge about the uh, cold weather, in, we're not designed in Queensland for temperatures of one and two degrees, uh, and that's what we've been getting in the mornings in some parts of in Brisbane. And, and even further out west, you know, around Ipswich and maybe further, well, Stanthorpe and Applethorpe are always cold, really cold, and Toowoomba, we're down to zero, etc. So that means that the moisture that's in there does tend to stay as opposed to evaporating during summer, as Tony Gollan mentioned. Yeah, I remember being the first year I was here three years ago, I went out to Eagle Farm for breakfast with the stars, which was this, yep. this day or Tuesday of this week, and it was freezing cold. It was about five or six degrees out there. Uh, so, you know, it does happen this time of year, that's for sure. And I yep. had shorts on that day too, which was a bit silly. Well, yeah. But I was from Victoria, yep. so it's still hot. Now, uh, <laughs> with regards to uh, other – you got any other tips for other meetings? No, like, no, I haven't. You haven't even done the sunny case because you've been that focused on the Stradbroke I've been, and that worried that you had no idea. I've been that focused on the Stradbroke radio show, Mark, that I just haven't of had course. time. And, of course, it's on this morning. And who have you got, and who have you got – Today. No, it's just myself and Nick Lloyd, who's a fellow form analyst. Oh. Nick came into the studio yesterday and we went through all the races. Uh, so you've got no guests? Yeah, we have one guest online. No, Simon. today. Today's one. Have you got a guest today? Sorry, no, we've got Nick Lloyd coming in today. Sorry, yeah, no, but someone – so that's it today. Yeah, and we've had Simon Dinopoulos from Racing and Sports with his ratings for the uh, for the uh, big race, the Atkins okay. and the Stradbroke. So more of a – it'll be more of a form hour oh. this morning as we lead into the big day. Do you have an input in that? Are you going to confuse everyone again by saying, oh, I've got no idea? I, I did have a strong win? input in that. Confused everybody. Oh, okay. As you, uh, as you would imagine, I would. So, so, so no 11 11. However, I'm 11 11. I'm very disappointed in you, Mark. Why? You didn't ask me about April and Augusta last no, week. No, I'm not Gold interested. Coast. What I'm also disappointed in is I had in the follow, fold, or forgive Garibaldi. Garibaldi, Garibaldi raced last week. He did. And you didn't even tell me. No, I didn't. But you need to look at the form, guys. You need to tell me when Garibaldi's racing. He ran second. I know. So you would have lost your money. Not necessarily. (laughs) I didn't know he was racing. So you've got to let me know. You heard from Tony this morning. He'll be racing again in two weeks. I know. I need to go to the source. You do. Have a good day tomorrow. Thank you. You too. with the Stradbroke, what do you call it? Stradbroke season radio at 11 a.m. this morning. There you go. Have a great weekend, everyone. I'll be back tomorrow morning with Sammy Highland for the Darling Down Low. Enjoy Straddy Day.